The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 365 Message Center Show. I am Daniel, and that over there is Daryl. And this is episode 252. Uh, this is all about, well, it's not all about our headline, our main topic that we're highlighted as introducing the adoption score, which is, is it really an introduction? We'll get to that. How are you, Daryl? How are you doing? Well, after that, um, voice bait, cause it's not clickbait. People are listening. People are watching you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm looking forward to. Uh, talking with you about uh, the adoption score, among other different messages and things that are happening. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm good. That was a long response. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you. Love seeing people in the chat room. Thank you for joining. Um, before we jump in, and we're going to jump in right now, right after I say this, uh, make sure that you are following us on socials at 365MCS. We are on all the socials of Twitter, Insta, all of them. Just just go out there, whatever you're and run with it. And also go ahead and share this episode. Give it a thumbs up, okay? That helps people find it. But go ahead and share it out uh, to your socials, all right? Go ahead and do that. You can just copy-paste, I like this, I hate this, whatever. Just <laughs> click the button. Yeah, it's all good and feedback. Then, <laughs> and then finally, as we mentioned, uh, announced last week, we are going to be moving YouTube channels, so we need your help. Uh, this is a help us help you kind of thing because um, we need you to go out and subscribe to the new channel so that you'll get the notifications of when we go live. We're going to be doing actually more than just this. We have big plans, um, so make sure you go and follow the new channel and subscribe to it 365mcs.com slash new tube n-e-w-t-u-b-e that's just a shortcut to the um to the channel in youtube that we're going to and go ahead and subscribe now tell your friends and uh, we're going to be doing some fantastic stuff so um, that will be coming soon within the next few weeks we won't be on this channel we'll be broadcasting over there so you want to make sure that you capture and, and connect with us over there. You know what I like about this, Daniel, is it's it's a good demonstration of change management. We're mm. repeating the message. We're mm -hmm. trying to give you an incentive. We haven't got a champions group, although we could <laughs> say that those who are regulars in the chat mm -hmm. and that do watch us live are our champions. So go out there and tell people. Uh, we're not going to do any leaflet drops on people's desks. Uh, we or posters could in the make elevator. muffins and put our mm -hmm. faces on them or not. Uh, that might not travel well but yeah change management that's right so uh here we are we're going to jump into our messages as promised so first up is uh i'm actually excited about this one um daryl uh because this one it, this one is live translated captions in meetings and calls mc420049 um, this kind of sounds like, oh, this is live translated captions. Okay, great, cool. Translated captions. This means live as you're in a meeting, uh, watching a presentation, whatever, it's going to translate to your language. Okay. So 
if maybe you are a you speak the the language that is being presented in as a second language or even a third language you can choose your first language maybe um, get a little bit more insights as to what's going on with um, the presentation so the list of spoken language um, that that's are, impressive it's very impressive and then the list of translated languages are listed there i'm not going to go through them but what's it the is pretty impressive Daniel? Translated versus supported translation languages, or spoken versus translated. There, there is some differences. However, um, it is uh, anyway. We'll let the people look at it, but it, it is pretty different on um, what is supported, and you know things like spoken supported mm. languages. One thing that we're near and dear to our heart. There's actually an English U.S. an English. Canada, and English India, English UK, English Australia, and English New Zealand. I, I'm, um, I don't know. Maybe if you select the person is speaking English uh, Australian, for instance, and you've got English as what's translated to. Maybe when they say good day, maybe it's going to say hello or something. Yeah, I think I, I think that's well, that's what I mean by differences. That I, yeah. the spoken languages that the um, cognitive service that <laughs> listens to that spoken language has been trained to understand a bit about the land, the accents and, and little twangs or whatever. Maybe. And it can take that and translate it to these other languages that may need to be displayed on the screen. If that's, that's how you want to receive yeah. it for and, captions. And all, yeah. And all kidding aside, I mean, this is, this is really very useful functionality here for, making us more productive and not um, trying to, um, you know, remove that language barrier. So this will be rolling out worldwide and GCC, Government Cloud, mid-September uh, through early October. And then GCC High and DOD will be after. It will be mid-October um, through early November. So shortly, mm. all clouds pretty much getting this. Uh, by the end of October, early November timeframe. Uh, again, I think this is great um, for those, or even for organizations that may be based in one country, there may be some people in your organization that just speak that language as a second language or something, you know, and it would be great for them to see, uh, hear and see and, and be able to um, understand more clearly. So I'm really looking forward uh, to this so I can understand all those Canadians I meet with on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, yeah that was a joke um <clears throat> daryl i mentioned before the introducing of this score thing it is it really an introduction i can't mm. wait to hear your take mm -hmm. on this yeah this uh is m365 admin center uh so an update to the admin center introducing adoption score mc419812 uh yeah is it new? Well, uh, what is clear as you get into the message is that it is a evolution of the productivity score. Um, and I think if you read into the blog post, which is mentioned in, in the message, there's a nice link through to that. Um, the trouble with the productivity score was that it wasn't launched... Um, there was some sensitivity around how it was launched. Initially... Uh, you could drill down to see the productivity activities 
of individual people. And that was you know, quickly turned off uh, and, and anonymized a bit like Viva Insights. Um, but the, you could say the, the damage was done in terms of how it appeared to the public. Um, the name remained. So productivity score also didn't give a, uh, a good impression in terms of, oh, you're measuring my productivity or you're measuring the productivity organization, we're not sending enough emails. So there was a lot of misunderstanding around how the service was used and also who had access to it. Uh, sadly, some people in the community also blogged and did videos about it with the whole sort of fear, uncertainty and doubt, scared people to get clicks. Um, and uh, the service itself is is useful. It's just it was, um, yeah, the launch was not great. So on to the evolution of it. Adoption score is a more appropriate name. Um, it is still at the moment the same service with one change uh, that they have extended the um, the stats uh, and they're calling this uh, what is it called. Uh, I think it was timeline or, or something. Oh, trends, trends, right. So I, I will just flick over to it, Daniel, because it's always easier yeah. to see and chat a bit about uh, the actual thing that we can see. Um, adoption score, uh, you will find it in the admin center and in reports. Uh, you can open up adoption score and, and view that there. So it's already live in my tenant um, and probably in most places. Um, it is something that you can access if you're an admin or if you have certain roles as well. So if you're a global reader, you've been permissioned to, to read the reports within uh, the M365 admin center that you can see this. Um, now, Daniel, before I look a bit closer, adoption score, did you have, uh, did you use the productivity score and beforehand? Um, did, yes. Um, but I would say for me, um, it wasn't very proactive as a, you know, look at this all the time, trying to mm. figure out, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, but it is always good to see, you know, are people using tools and are they um, uh, engaging and such. So that was part of the story um, and what we told our customers and what I, what I told my friends and family um, was to use it as part of that. Uh, engagement uh, or understanding engagement in the organization. Mm. The the score trend of different services, we know we've got security score. This was part of the same kind of thinking. The, the idea was to measure uh, key things around people experiences. So that's my experience or, or how I'm using certain tools um, in communication, in uh, collaboration, content, teamwork. Uh, and then there's also an aspect of uh, the technology experience. So um, how, how am I experiencing it based on the reliability of services? Uh, so this was still part of a productivity score uh, for a while. Um, if we go into like the communication side of things, what we do see is um, this new ability to see further back. Uh, what was, I believe it was 28 days or 30 days. Now we can push it right through to 180 days and see trends from uh, across a longer period of time. We do see a peer benchmark just to see how we're tracking against other uh, similar tenants and verticals. Uh, again, that's just giving you a mark to say this is where you might want to be. Um, but getting into the trends, of rather the, the advice itself, 
this is just at an organization level. It's taking a look at some things about how I'm communicating. Um, so down here, explore how your org communicates. <laughs> An interesting thing. Um, over 100 and, over the past 180 days, this is how many times I've used at mentions within this demo tenant. Um, and so it's measuring that to see, am I, am I using this feature to be able to call people out and get more attention from them on, on an email and improving that communication? If uh, it, it measures that up, it also has content that you can... Uh, view, review and uh, potentially send to uh, your people as a quick way of improving uh, adoption of this particular feature. So this is a, a video in the support.microsoft.com uh, 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 web page, and uh, you can take in and send it out. So it's I would say it's Daniel. It's a bit like a, a really light touch um, way of addressing adoption. That if you're a, a busy admin, you don't have someone who's uh, helping you up with training and user adoption. Uh, maybe you might want to look in here occasionally uh, based on your organizational goals and uh, and send out some of these tips. And, and you've got you've got data to support how people are actually using this in terms of their behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I think it's a um, it's it's um, I feel like an, an application to that whole mo um, maturity model concept mm. that Microsoft had for a while of how mature is your organization? How what is adoption looking like? Are you are people still using um, email versus you know using the better tools like Teams or um, or Yammer to have conversation around announcements and you know how, what is it looking like for your organization? So um, I think it's good. You, you know, don't be scared of this. Look at this. Uh, and, and enable your organization with data points of how you're doing um, and where you might see some improvement. And, you know, from an IT admin perspective, uh, empowering your adoption people, um, those change agents um, with the tools and the information, and, you know, maybe get yourself a kudos. But that's not why we're in this. We're in this to help our organization, but here it is, um, helping them understand what these scores mean as well. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So as I said, it is available now. Um, if not, it's it's a day or two away. And you know where to find it. You just check out the blog and some of the docs.com advice that's available here about how that works. But they really want to labor the point too that this data is not available to everyone or to managers. It is to people who have the uh, appropriate role to access it. So if it's admins, great. Um, I suggest if you do have someone in the adoption space that you would give them a reader role so that they might be able to use this for generally larger advice. Um, yeah. Indeed. All right, next up, we have talked about this, uh, this product a lot in the past uh, month or two. Um, mm -hmm. So upcoming changes as we prepare, we Microsoft, not we, Daryl and I, as we prepare for transition from Stream Classic to Stream on SharePoint, MC419387. Um, this is laying out the, the timeline as to when things are going to change. So first off, they're turning off the ability for new um, clients to have Stream Classic. So to be honest, I think this is, I thought, they should have maybe done this a long time ago, uh, but here we are, and that's fine. Here we are. It's great. 
Um, so for new customers, you won't be able to use Stream Classic. And if you've never used the Stream Classic that is actually in your tenant, like you, it's just not something that's used at all, then when you go to click on the Stream Tile, um, you will not be taken to that. You'll be taken to the new stream on SharePoint landing page. Okay, so this will be rolling out mid-October through mid-November for standard and then GCC mid-October through mid-November, same time frame. So that, that's kind of the breakdown here is one is they're not going to have new ones, uh, new classic, stream classic environments created. Um, and then for the tile, for the stream tile in the Microsoft 365 app launcher, you they're going to change it right now you can actually change it in settings to say i want it to point to stream classic make it ha make it so number one um and and it does it'll still point to it but they're going to change it to where it that won't be the case anymore and it mm -hmm. won't point to the classic stream so um this is definitely a big change they've been talking about it for a while we've been talking about it for a while hopefully you've been listening um, and working on creating those experiences for your video um, in your organization, not using Stream Classic, but using the uh, the uh, Pages experience. Uh, when Mark was on, we demonstrated how to do that, um, how to create that in Teams, how to create that in SharePoint. So you've you've got those resources available. So if you haven't made those changes yet in your organization on video hop to it uh, because you're running out of time uh daryl uh, mm. do you think we have all of the um tools we need for this stream transition we we do but it's going to take some work to try and provide a similar experience to what we have in stream classic and i i think this is perfect example of what we might daniel uh, spend some time creating another video and a good discussion just focusing on something like that to step through it again and create create a good discussion and resource um it's like in short uh it, it's it relies on you to curate those videos in the site that becomes the channel and uh, then it's over to you to um to place them on the page to give it that feeling of here's my my collection of videos uh, and mm -hmm. we think that it needs work so i think it, it, it warrants a good discussion yeah if you if you want that youtube type experience for your users there is no um magical thing that's going to happen you have to do some curation so yep mm. uh so that's coming october's when it's starting so uh, mm -hmm. get on with it um daryl the next up is we've got some viva um, saving us some sanity and uh, helping us catch up. Yeah, it's, it's quite a long title. Um, Microsoft Fever recurring time booking for breaks, learning, and message catch up in Viva Insights, MC417898. We have uh, focus time, don't we, Daniel? We can create focus time um, ad hoc. Uh, so that might be we go in via an email that we get, our briefing email, and Viva will send that out and say, hey, um, do you want to book some focus time? Here's a couple of slots I recommend. Uh, or you could go into Teams and do that for yourself. Uh, third option, you could create a focus plan. Actually, there's a fourth option. As a manager, you might create a focus plan that's shared with your team. So that's all about focus 
and carving out time to focus on key tasks that you might not normally be able to do uh, because of your back-to-back meetings. So you're carving out that time and protecting it. Well, it looks like uh, they want to, Microsoft want to uh, purpose that for other labels of different types of focus time. Uh, deliberately taking a break. So this could be that <clears throat> you're scheduling a lunch break and using Fever Insights to do that, uh, that you're scheduling time to, to learn, to increase your skills, to do, uh, you know, use a course, maybe using Viva Learning uh, if, if that's available to you and jumping in there, or message catch-up time. It's good to have these kinds of prompts, uh, and it's I mean, we don't we don't have any screenshots to really show what this looks like, not even in additional information yet. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's it's good to to have these pieces of time within our day to be able to focus and get things done, uh, rather than leaving it up to chance or for someone to to uh, eat that time up with something else. Um, but yeah, Daniel, what do you, what do you think this is going to look like? Um, within our calendars or booking these new types of focus time? Yeah, I I, I uh, don't know. I, I mean, f- really for me, I would like for it to be um, like a tiger. Okay. And I, I want it to bite anyone who tries to book over top it. <laughs> like I want it to, to reach out and smack them and say, listen, yep. do not book over this. Uh, so whatever, whatever we can make that happen to where, uh, you know, I have book time and it constantly gets, you know, booked over top, um, not just from my internal company, but my inside my company, but also external. But, um, it, it is, it is a struggle to protect it as we all know, I think. So how can, you know, we best make this, um, to where, you know, it really is protected. And because that's what this is about is trying to protect ourselves um, from, you know, getting double booked and triple booked and, and then, but also protect free time so we can actually focus and do things like message catch up. Mm. Yeah. I, I tried to, um, to, to book that time in on, on either side of an important meeting. So if there might be any kind of follow up, but the, the goal of this service is just to, to do it for you and to make sure you've got that time. Uh, so, yeah, we don't quite know what this looks like, but we do know that it should be rolling out now-ish because it's late August, very late August, and expect to be complete in mid-September. So perhaps we'll start seeing that this week. Check in your Viva Insights. Uh, check in the Protect Time category or tab within Teams. And you might find some new options there about the different kinds of time that you can uh, book in a reoccurring fashion. Uh, moving along to, ooh, ooh, what's this? Looks like we can do something with downloads and teams. Yes, sir. You read that correctly. Custom download location for files in Teams, MC420059. So right now, when you go and try to download something from Teams, whether it's an image or audio or video or whatever file, um, you want to download it, it automatically throws it in your downloads folder. Okay, um, that's fine, but sometimes people want to do handle this differently. 
Um, maybe they want to put it in a place that is automatically backed up with OneDrive, for instance, on their desktop or my documents. So this is going to allow for you to do that. In early September rolling out, expect it to be completed by late October. This is a setting in Teams where you can say, I want all my downloads to go to this particular location. You can also set the toggle to say, I want it to be asked every time. Ask me where I want to save the file every time. So if that's you, and sometimes I feel like that for me, I, I want it to ask me every time. Um, but others, again, I might just want to throw it in my documents so that it's backed up by OneDrive. Um, now, there's some things to be said here about if I'm downloading from Teams, that means the file already exists somewhere in SharePoint or OneDrive. <laughs> and then I'm going to then download it in OneDrive again. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off on that tangent. Um, but if that's something you want to do, then you'll be able to do that, or just toggle it to say, "Hey, I, I I keep my files organized. Please ask me every time so that I can do that." Well, yeah. it's going to let you do that. I think I think the second one about asking where to download is a good option. But yeah, you're right. We're assuming as one option, people will choose OneDrive. But I want to keep my own personal copy when I'm downloading. It's, and and get out of sync with everything else that's being created. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, there's some legitimacy there. I mean, uh, sometimes, hey, do you have a template for blah, blah, blah? Yeah, here it is. Well, I want to download it to my OneDrive so I can make it my own to do things, whatever, yep. and make it to whatever, you know, that's... That's that's a valid reason. Now, could is there other ways to do that? Yes, we're not going to go. This is not a training a session for everybody of how to use um, the how tools to, to templates and all that. But is there other ways? Yes. But <laughs> you know, so there's some valid, valid uh, concepts here. Yep. Yep. Good to see it though. Um, it's one of those things where we've got used to it in all sorts of different places. Um, yeah. Teams now too. Well, that was the week. I know yes. there was more, and there is always there more these days in, in the um, message center. We do tend to avoid the updated messages uh, unless it is something that arrived and then got updated the very next day. We mm -hmm. haven't addressed it yet. Uh, and we don't necessarily dive into a whole lot of deep admin things. We want to try and create awareness around user experience, uh, productivity, some of the, the collaboration aspects of things. Uh, but we, the whole goal of the show has always been to create awareness of the message center to help you to get that desire to look at it and keep across uh, change within your organization. So good Absolutely. to spend time with you today about that. And make sure you go out to our new uh, channel, We'll be firing that up very, very soon with where we're going to be posting new content there as well as streaming every week. So make sure you go and subscribe, 365mcs.com slash new tube and register or, or subscribe there so that you'll get notifications. Um, we'd love to have you over there so we can continue this community. Feel free to share that channel out. Right now, it's just got a few videos. We know we're building it out. Bear with us. We're not going over there just yet, but we will soon. Yep. We, we will start advertising a date, but right now we're just creating general awareness as, That's right. as uh, good change management. Uh, That's suggests. right. I love to, 
I'd love to see you out on social. We are 365MCS on Twitter, Insta, Facebook, um, LinkedIn. We'd love to see you out there uh, sharing this uh, episode and making comments. Love to engage with you. Well, until next week, see you again soon. Bye, everybody.